Hello, Generation P246. Hello, Bobcat Nation. Hello to you who's tuned in right now. I want you to know you matter to God. We're going to get into God's Word right now and find truth to live our lives. Are you ready? Let's dive into it. Our subject for today's message is, Where is God when I'm having a bad day? Now, this is probably a question you've asked before or you're going to ask sometime soon when you are having a bad day. And we want to find answers from God's word and I believe you will be blessed. Amen. Let's say a quick word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you for this moment when we come together with open hearts to search the scriptures, to find answers. We pray that you guide us and lead us to truth. And we pray that you would empower us and transform us, that we will be, become more like you. Thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now we're going to get into God's word right away. And our first text that we are going to look at is the lamentation of one man that lived called Job. Now in Job 14, verse 1 and 2, we read, Man who was born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow and does not continue. Now, this is almost the narrative of, of life when you think of it. Sometimes the pressures that we face, the ups and the downs, just going through the motions of life. If you do not really have a great purpose that you look forward to or you hold on to, life could almost become meaningless because it's just ups and downs. And at the end of the day, you just wake up to continue the same rat race. But this description is almost true for when you also are having a bad day. You feel like, why are things going so wrong? Why is this messing up? Why are things falling through the cracks? And we feel like all our days are full of trouble sometimes. So this really describes that moment in your life when you feel like things are not going well. And I think we can agree with this text when we are going through a bad day. It's almost as if our entire lives is not worth it because we are having a bad moment. But it's important for us to understand that that moment or that period which might not look too good, which might be un unpleasant, is just that moment that is feeling that way and it doesn't represent your entire life. But that said, when we are having a bad moment, we will just call it a bad day and we want to know where is God in the midst of all of that. And life happens and we have to be um, real and acknowledge that. Life happens, whatever stage of life you may be in, you could be a new grad student going through grad school with all the pressures that come with different assignments and projects and learning new referencing skills and styles, all of that wahala, if you would. And you could be a new mom and you're just waking up early and your sleep patterns have changed and you have to sleep on one side of the bed and all the different struggles that come with that. You could be an empty nester and now the children are grown and they're out 
and you're transitioning from maybe a bigger home to a smaller one, just adjusting and trying to reorganize yourself and all the different stages of life we could think of as a businessman or as an executive or as a a professional, whatever you're doing, you're going to face some challenges and life happens. So you could have a day planned and you go and things don't go as planned. And that is what we we are trying to talk about when we're having such a bad day. Where is God in the midst of all that? So I'm going to give the, the, the answer right away. It's going to be a short, a short message. <laughs> but before I just spill out the answer, I want us to look at the life of one man in the text, Joseph, and just go through his life as a case to find answers for this question. So in Genesis 37, we read about Joseph and how this young boy, the the, the youngest in his family was hated by his siblings and, 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 and he was just, there was so much envy and so much hatred around him. And this was by the people that were supposed to love him. You can imagine if you would try to just fit into this position where you are the least in the family and all the older folks that are supposed to encourage you and help you for one reason or the other they just hate you they want you dead they 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 don't want to have anything to do with you and this is supposed to be your family that is supposed to love you and care for you and support you that will be almost like living through hell so joseph would most likely have days like this when he's going to ask where is god in all of this i don't i wake up to to all the name calling and all the hatred and all the evil things and the the looking at me with those eyes and he it can imagine what it looked like to to be a joseph growing up in a family that hated you this much so here is joseph his father has sent him out to go into the field and just check up on his brothers and his brothers hated him. They made it public. They didn't hide that from him. He, he would wake up and tell them about a dream he had and, and, and they would all be angry at him and his father would give him a new robe and they would be pissed about that. So one time his father sent him out there to the field and when he was coming, they saw him from afar. They said, hey, here comes the dreamer. Well, he's here on his, alone. Probably this is the time to just end it for him so that we'll see what will become of his dreams. So they saw him coming from afar. They took him. They stripped him of his robes. I'm talking through Genesis 37, 20, 22, thereabout. They stripped him of his robes and they took him and they threw him in a pit. This pit was empty. There was no water in it. Now just imagine a 17-year-old boy thrown into a pit by his own siblings and there he is in the pit not knowing what to do, where to go, where help is going to come from. What is a question he's probably going to ask? Where is God in all of this? His father had told him about God, the the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, his father. Now, where is this God in this moment when my siblings are doing this harm to me, when I'm having such a bad and terrible day? It's such an extreme example, but our bad days could be, being late on an assignment, having an argument with your spouse, things just falling through the cracks and not being able to get hold of someone or just a loss of a loved one and things all around you seems to be just messing up 
or the economy or just the difficulty in finding some logistics or some means or getting to the place you desire to be and feeling stagnant in life for a season. Those those could all be examples of bad moments or bad days that we are having. And in all of that, we ask the question, where is God? Now, Joseph is in the pit here and something else happens they were trying to kill him but they changed their minds they saw some traders coming by and then they sold him to these ishmaelites and they will take him into egypt now he goes to egypt and from the pit joseph if you're familiar with the story you know how we have so many peas in his life from the pit he's now sent to the palace now he's in the, the house of one of the servants of Pharaoh, Potiphar. So in his house, he's brought in here to serve. So he's still in some form of bondage, but we can see that it's not as uncomfortable and unpleasant as being in a pit all by yourself. So here he is in this house of Potiphar, and he has to serve in that house. And the scripture says in Genesis 39 verses 1 and 2, Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, the officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian had brought him from the Ishmaelite and had bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. And verse 2 says, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. So Joseph in this state is almost in a place of temporal honor because this is a very high-ranking official in Egypt and Joseph is serving in that house. So Joseph is being successful. The scripture describes him as being successful here. And we go on to read that in this house also Joseph faced some challenges. The, the, The wife of his master, Potiphar's wife, wanted to have an affair with Joseph, and he tried. She tried several times, and when he she was left alone in the house one day with Joseph and tried to pull him and say, "Hey, come and lay with me," Joseph ran away, and his robe was left in the the woman's hands, and that became an evidence that the woman used to back up a lie that Joseph tried to rape me. And then when Potiphar heard this, he was really furious. And he threw Joseph into the prison. And verse 19, it says, As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, that the way the servant treated me, his anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the prisoners were confined. And Joseph was there in the prison. Look at Joseph's life. 17-year-old, put in a pit, hated by his brothers, sold into slavery or servitude. And in that place, he temporarily is elevated to a high-ranking officer's home to serve. And there also he encounters this challenge of, of the spouse of the, the, the man trying to lay with him and, and falsely accusing him of rape. And now Joseph has been sentenced to prison. So he's been confined into prison. And his life seems to be just moving from one hell to another, moving from one place of pain to another, one place of uncertainty and difficulty to yet another place of uncertainty and difficulty. From the pit, betrayed by his brothers, to a palace temporarily, and then to a prison, falsely accused, and in a place where he doesn't have any help. Joseph was going through this, but here is something that is very similar and that we see as a pattern in Joseph's life. 
when he had high moments and when he had low moments. If we go back to that text that we read in Genesis 39, when he was brought to Egypt and he was sent to Potiphar's house, that was a moment of success because he's in, he's serving in a high-ranking officer's home. And the scripture says here, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. Now, we are asking the question, where is God when I'm having a bad day? Here isn't a bad day. It's a, it's somewhat a good day. Joseph has been sent to the house of Potiphar, the Egyptian master. And the scripture says Joseph is successful at this moment. And the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him when he was having success. And we go on to the period when he was falsely accused and put into prison. Now we read here in verse 20. Now Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. Verse 21 is where our key is. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the prison keeper. Now Joseph is having a bad day. He's been falsely accused by the wife of his master, Potiphar. And now Joseph has been put into prison. In that moment, in that difficulty, in that time of just, just anxiety and pain and maybe even anger. Why is this happening to me? Why am, is nobody listening to my side of the story? Why have I been accused? Why are things falling through the cracks? Why haven't I been able to get this, uh, this, this, this reward at this time? When he probably had complaints and questions about the, the, the difficult and bad day and moment he was having, the scripture reassures us of the presence of God. It says, Joseph was confined and put in prison, but the Lord was with Joseph. In his down moments, in his low moments, Joseph confined into prison, but the Lord was with him. And we read earlier when he was brought to Potiphar's house, he was successful. And it also stated there when we read it that the Lord was with Joseph and he became very successful. So what is not changing here, despite the changing circumstances of being successful, being put in prison, seeming like a failure, being falsely accused, all of the different things that are happening in Joseph's life, one thing seems to be constant. The Lord is always with him. And that's true for you and me. When things are going well and we are comfortable and we feel everything is okay, the Lord is with us. When things aren't going too well and we don't know what to do, when 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 there is that 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 tension between family members and between friends and between lovers and we don't know what what is going on or where help is going to come from the lord is with us he never leaves us and that is the answer to that question where is god when i'm having a bad day the lord is with you in that moment i've heard it said of somebody who was walking on the seashore or was having a dream walking on the seashore with the lord and could see the footsteps of two people walking and at some point the storms were raging and the weather was 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 just terrible and boisterous and all of a sudden this person was just seeing two footsteps and began to think to himself or herself what is happening 
God, you left me just when the storms came. And the Lord said to this person that, no, I never left you. You now saw only two footsteps going because I carried you. And those were my footsteps. He's always with us. You might feel that, no, I don't see him. I don't feel him. Even when you don't see him, he's working. Even when you don't feel him, he's working. And he's always with us. That is the the promise of of his presence is that priceless gift that we have that we should not underestimate and neglect and 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 avoid we have to be aware of it we have to practice it we have to benefit from it we have to build our lives around it that god is always with me he never leaves me he never forsakes me when joseph was in prison the lord was with him when he was a successful man he came into the house of his egyptian master the lord was with him so the short answer to the question where is god when i'm having a bad day he is with you now that should cause something in our thinking in our feeling in our attitude and that's what we are going to look at now but here's the point we have to realize the promise of god's presence is so priceless is 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 all through scripture in genesis 28 verse 15 it says behold i am with you and i will keep you wherever you go in psalms 23 we read yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil why because the lord is with me that promise of his presence is one that we should really treasure and be happy to have in isaiah 43 this is so beautiful it says but now that saith the lord he who created you oh jacob so if you're listening right now you want to put your name there he who created you oh nana he, he, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. If you've been listening to us when we unpacked um, Generation P246, when we looked at Psalm 24, verse 6, actually from verse 1 through 6, uh, and we, we, we try to understand the type of generation that, that call God their God. Who are they like? The first thing we, we, we studied there was that he is our creator and he is our maker. It says the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the, the world and all who dwell in it. The, the God is the owner. He owns the universe. He owns the people in it. He owns us. He made us. And that's that, that truth is here again. He said, he who created you, oh, Jacob, oh, Nana. Oh, 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 Elizabeth, oh, Smith, oh, George, oh, Kofi, oh, 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 Yaira. He who created you, whatever your name is, put it right there. God who created you, who formed you in your mother's womb. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. What has God called you? When you read through the text, the Lord has called you beloved. He has called you accepted. He has called you holy. Now, that is what you should re-echo to yourself. You're going to hear many things as you go through life. You're going to hear many, 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 many names and many tags will be attached to you. Because of a bad experience that you had, you're probably going to be called a failure. Because you have tried something so many times, you're going to be called the one who who, who never gets it. Because you're still trusting God for something, having gotten it yet, you're probably going to be called barren. But whatever name or tag has been placed on you because of something that has happened in the past or something that you're going through, that that should not define you. Remember what 
God has said concerning you. It says here in the text in Isaiah 43, I have called you by my name. You are mine. The Lord says you are his. You are holy. You are beloved. You are forgiven. You are chosen. You are accepted. You matter to God and you are loved. So that is who you are. You want to look in the mirror every morning and say, I'm the beloved of God. I'm holy. I'm accepted. I can do this. You want to look to yourself every day and speak what God has said concerning you to yourself. Let's continue in the text. The verse 2, he says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Now, couldn't this have been put simply when you pass through the waters, when you go through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, it sh you shall not be burned. The flame shall not consume you. I, I think that is enough because that is God telling us no evil will happen to us. Nothing will destroy us. When you pass through the waters, when you go through the rivers, it will not overwhelm you. The fire will not consume you or burn you. But see what he chips in there right there after when you pass through the waters. That assurance or that promise of his presence. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Where is God when I'm having a bad day? When I'm going through the waters, when I'm going through the, the low moments of life, when things are uncertain and, and, and life just happened to me and I didn't expect this to happen at this time, but it so happened, what do I do? Where is God? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. He's not somebody standing on the sidelines and cheering you on as a coach. Come on, keep going. You got this. Come on, keep going. You got this. Yes, you can do it. No. He is with you in the trenches. He is with you in, by his spirit living and working in you. He is going through that moment with you. So you are never alone. You have to say that truth to yourself. I'm never alone. God is with me. His spirit is in me. If you acknowledge this truth and you don't purposefully reject God and say, I don't want to do anything with you. I don't need you. Get out of my life. If you do not intentionally reject him, but you acknowledge him that God, you are God. You sent your son Jesus to die for me. And by his sacrifice on the cross, I have been redeemed. And his righteousness can now become my righteousness. And that is how I can be saved. By coming to you, accepting you, believing you, and being baptized in your name, I can be, I can be a child of God. If you do this, and if you have a relationship with God, then his spirit and his presence is in you, is for you, and is working with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. The only time that promise of his presence is not working for you is when you purpose to neglect and avoid it. Because you cannot hide from him. He's always with you. He's always with you. But you can choose not to benefit from it. You can choose not to receive the help he offers. You can choose to ignore his commands when he, he whispers to you. When he guides you in a moment that go this way. That no, don't do this deal. No, it's, there, there, there's so much speed and there's so much pressure in this. Take your time. You want to feel and sense the rhythm of his grace as you decide to make a very life-transforming decision. On, until you reject it, you close yourself out of that voice of God, the counsel of God, what the word of God says. He's always with you and he's always going to be with you. I think this is so beautiful when it says, when you pass through the rivers, I will be with you. When you go through the waters, it shall not overwhelm you. That 
I will be with you in session there is that promise of God's presence. And that is what is so powerful whenever we are going through a bad day. That is the answer right there. God is with us. Take your time and read through that entire Psalm 43. It's such a blessing. He speaks of posterity and the blessing he has for your future and how that you have been formed and made in his image and you are for signs and wonders. Now, here's what we have to realize. When we are aware of this promise, it should cause something in us. It should affect our demeanor. It should affect our actions. It should affect our, our composure. Hebrews 13 verses 5 and 6 says this. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We see that promise of his presence again. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now what should that promise and an awareness and knowledge of that promise do to us? We continue in the text, verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 13. It says, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The assurance and the awareness of God's presence, I will never leave you nor forsake you, should cause us to be empowered. So you may boldly say, it should cause us to be encouraged. It should cause us to be strengthened. It should cause us to beat our chest and say, bring it on. God is with me. Ah, nothing can go wrong. What can man do to me? I am strong because he is with me, because he is God. It seems like it's, I'm going down today, but because God is with me, I know and I know and I know before long, this situation is going to turn around for my good. And that is the attitude God wants us to have when we are aware of his presence, not just mentally, but internally and intimately. We believe it with our hearts that God is with us. That should cause us to be bold and to declare the Lord is my helper to speak well of ourselves as we go through the difficult day or moment that we are experiencing. I want to encourage you today. What situation are you going through? What are you dealing with that you don't seem to have answers? What moment is making you describe your entire day as bad? What season are you in that looks bleak and looks dark? This is the Lord's promise to you. It says that I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He is with you. When you pass through the waters, he is not standing outside and cheering you on. He is with you. So he gives you his promise, the waters and the rivers will not overwhelm you. The fire will not consume you. And now Hebrews 13 verse 6 tells us, because we know this, we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. You can say this. In fact, you can print on a t-shirt and say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. You can walk in this. This can become your mantra. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. Come what may tomorrow, I don't know what's going to happen at that job. I don't know what's going to happen in that relationship. I don't know what's going to happen in our world. But I know the Lord is my helper. So I will not fear. That is the declaration. That is the confession. That is what we have to say. That is who we have to be. That is the attitude and the mindset that God wants us to have. In Jesus' name. This is so good. So in conclusion, I want you to know there are going to be days and moments that seem difficult, bad, that do not go as planned. 
And one thing we have to realize is there are going to be different forces that are going to come at us, trying to shape us, shape the narrative of our lives. You feel that this, you're a failure. You cannot do this today. You cannot do that. Oh, you keep missing this deadline. So this is just over for you. But what we can do is we can stand up and say what God has said concerning us. The scripture we read, says that I have called you by my name. You are mine. So we, we can repeat what God has said concerning us. I'm holy and I'm beloved. I am the Lord's. I am accepted. We can repeat that to ourselves. And then we can choose to hold on to his word, meditate on that word, and let that word become who we are. And then we are going to just move forward and believe that because he's with us, we will not fail because he's with us is going to work for our good and because he is God and he's with us everything is possible it's never over everything is possible so here are five things that you can do now that you know this truth that when you're having a bad day and you're having a bad moment the Lord is with you you have five things that you can walk away and do every day you can keep doing this and I believe the Lord is going to bless us even when you're having a bad day do these five things. Practice his presence by meditating on his word daily. Psalms 1 verse 1 through 3 is our scripture reference for that. Practice his presence by meditating on his word daily, day and night. Encourage each other. Encourage ourselves. Encourage each other. There's a scripture that says in David, encourage himself in the Lord. That's what we should do. Encourage yourself. Talk to yourself in the mirror. I can do this. I'm, 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 I'm anxious, but I, I think I'll get through this. The Lord is with me. I can do this. In fact, the Lord commands me not to be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let my request be made known to God. So I let go of this anxiety. I let go of this difficulty. That is the attitude. Encourage yourself and encourage one another. When you meet someone, be positive. Let them feel the energy of God. Let them feel the power. Let them feel that, 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 that which is in you because you are confident knowing God is with you. Let it rub off on others through your words of encouragement. Our scripture for that is Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Take time to read this. And remember what the Lord has done for you. You're going through a bad moment now. But you've gone through a bad moment in the past. The Lord came through for you. Don't forget that. That's why the Lord spoke to the Israelites in Joshua 4, 1 through 7. That pick up stones as memorials. That you remember that the God who did that miracle for you when he parted the, the Jordan. He's with you and he can take care of you in this coming storm. So remember what the Lord has said and remember what he has done for you in the past and hold on to that as a memorial. Now continue to be diligent. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Be diligent in whatever you do. It's a bad day. It's a bad season. It doesn't mean you should slack on every other thing that you're doing. Continue to be diligent. And finally, be thankful. Be thankful. Yes, don't ever lose that attitude of gratitude. Even when you're going through a bad day, there could be some wins that you are missing because it's, it seems like that main thing you're focusing on hasn't yet come. You might miss all the small wins and victories that you're having even through that bad season or bad moment. So look for those and be thankful. Be thankful for life. Be thankful you get to have a testimony that can encourage others in the future when you are on the other side of that storm. Continue to be thankful. So these are five things you can practice that you can do even when you are having a bad moment. 
But here's the truth that we learned today. Where is God when I'm having a bad day? He's with you through that storm. And guess what? Who is the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the omnipotent one? It is God. If he is with you, you can know for sure that you're going to come out better. Maybe not the way you imagined it, but with God, you're going to come out better. And God is going to get all the glory. And that is what our life is about, to give him glory and to give him praise. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you so much. I pray this message has encouraged you and blessed you. Go back to the scriptures, read them, speak them to yourself. Because what God has said concerning you, that is who you are. Thank you, Jesus, for this moment. God bless you. Share this with a friend. Hallelujah.